This episode of Neon Black is brought to you by Honeybolt CBD. We love Honeybolt over here. They're a family-run business who have been in the CBD game forever. All Honeybolt's products are organic, third-party lab-tested, full-spectrum, and made right here in the USA. Neon Black listeners get 30% off their first order using code Neon black or one word that's n-e-o-n-b-l-a-c-k and it can be used site wide for cbd vape pens cbd hemp flour sports balm tinctures gummies and they even have dog treats and right now they're giving away a free cbd face mask with every single order so check them out at www.honeybolt.com and don't forget to use promo code neon black to get 30 percent off that's www.honeybolt.com Honeybolt, H-O-N-E-Y-B-O-L-T dot com. Neon Black, I'm Shane Gilmore. I'm Ryan Jaso. I'm Seb Weber. I'm Bonner. Big Bad Bonner. So I think before we get started, I want to uh, give a little plug to our new little system. Uh, we have started using Patreon, boys. Yes, you can use Patreon for other things than looking at chicks' tits. That I, yes. did, not, I did not know that. I just learned this too. Yeah. Right. So essentially what Patreon does is it helps creative businesses like ours with fundraising to improve the quality of our shows, our productions, and like the things that we need help with, like planning. So we're asking people, avid listeners of the show, if you feel the need to, uh, we're asking for your help with donations as little as five bucks a month so you can make sure that Neon Black continues to thrive and push our bullshit opinion of music, culture, film, Definitely and a bullshit fashion. opinion. Definitely Forward. a bullshit opinion. Yeah. So, but... I just want to be clear, like, where does the money go? So each donation, it doesn't go to us, the hosts. We don't make a penny. It goes towards um, our infrastructure costs, like our production team and our producers who each week help plan and craft the show and its topics and help us get things like guests and all that kind of organizing. So if you fancy it and want to give it a try, um, help us out and go to patreon.com forward slash neon black podcast. And on there, you can check out the various support tiers and help us continue to grow the show in the right direction. And we would really appreciate it. So that's uh, patreon.com forward slash neon black. Let's jump into it. Podcast. Neonblackpodcast.com. <laughs> Stuck the landing. Uh, you, did, you did well up until oh, That was great. Yeah, that, that was, was good. great. That was great. So patreon.com forward slash neon black podcast. Nailed it. Thanks, finally. All right. Let's the plug jump, is over. Let's jump into it, shall we? Space Force. We finally got a full-length trailer. So th- this is up until, uh, what's that Apple TV show that was terrible? Was Steve Carell also? And Reese Witherspoon. Oh, yeah, the, big, the massive production The morning one. show or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, morning show. This is the most expensive TV show ever uh, for Netflix. Um, it, it comes from the creators of The Office. Obviously, stars Steve Carell, John Malkovich, uh, Lisa Kudrow. Expensive? Yeah, Lisa Kudrow. Uh, the, the, the trailer John looks Malkovich. whatever to me. I just said John Malkovich, yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> it's expensive because of the people on the show. Yeah, it's, it's, it looks like The Office in Space, but they're making fun of Trump a little bit. and it's, making fun of space. It's expensive, it's expensive because like they're, the production too, like their they're locations, like they're, it's, it's going to be a lot. Like, I guarantee there's a lot of VFX and shit like that. Yeah, I, I, it looks, the preview 
looks like Shane said, it looks like The Office in Space, which I'm sure it's one of those shows you can put on just like The Office in the background and do whatever else you're doing and be entertained by but it. But you're not actually, you don't actually go to space. Let's just be really clear. It's about the, it's about the military base that they're, I don't think there's going to be space. No. You don't think so? I think they, they're, they're going to have they to will, show yeah, gonna, something eventually. I think eventually. Because they showed that like there's like a kind of a dog and a monkey. But the, the thing that made The Office so great was the fact that it was like in an office. Exactly. Like it, it, watching it, it reminded me of the um, was it the HBO show, The Avenue Five, the one with Hugh Laurie. It just it was. Oh, well, it's, comparing that to anything is rough. But like, it's, it's like just, one of the worst TV shows I've ever seen. But ever from seen. like a like a like a genre idea perspective, it's just like cool. That's like, the only show in the history of HBO programming where I've tuned out after the pilot. Yep, like didn't done. give the second even the second episode a chance. Well, I mean, it was hot garbage. Like that thing is fucking <laughs> terrible. Yeah, but um, so, yeah, good thing you. That's it up. that's bold because you complain about Westworld every single week. I still, watch, still it. watch. Still watch. Still watch it. <laughs> that's it's still going. Westworld. Yeah, the season's over. Are you upset, dude? I fell asleep. I, so what was happening <laughs> is, uh. It's on the same night as Last Dance, obviously. Yep. And Last Dance doesn't replay on the ESPN Plus app till 7 p.m. where Westworld is on at 6 p.m. So I usually sit down at 6 to watch my Sunday night shows and I'd be forced to watch Westworld first. But the entire time, all I could think about was like, I can't wait till this is over so I could watch Last Dance. Mm. I fell asleep through half the episodes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised you kept watching it. Were you just hoping it was going to get better? Yeah. I, I love Ed Harris. I like I like a lot, and I like uh, Jeffrey Wright. I think is fucking awesome. I'm getting to the point where I'll watch that guy in anything. Um, mm. But yeah, he is dope. It's like, and the, the concept for the show is is it's like it's right there. It's like how are they fucking this up? Because the concept of the show concept's has amazing. Everything in it. I actually I liked the first season, but it kind of fell short towards the end. But I was yeah. entertained by the first season. I have mm. a the I don't know. I'll I'll talk about it later on. What do you guys think of the last episode of The Last Dance? Could have been one episode, couldn't it? The weakest, those were the weakest two yeah. episodes of the series. Did you watch it? I did. Watch yeah, it was, I'm like, did you, you. Watch, did you watch the whole series? You watched all, all 10 series. hours? All 10 hours the last week. I thought you were. So it was the weakest and I just found it. It was the weakest, right? They finished it was really good. Partly because they, you know, they didn't finish the cut for the last two episodes till the week before because uh, it was so rushed. So I watched it. That was the only that. one that, that, the last episode, I guess, was the only one that wasn't on screeners. The whole nine years. So I yeah. watched all of it in like four days, probably four or five days. And, uh, I loved it. You guys were right. It was absolutely brilliant. For someone that doesn't know a huge amount about basketball, it was... How much do you love Michael Jordan now? Love him. I mean, I just ordered all his gear. Yeah. Um, you get 23 or 45? Sure. For yeah, sure. Yeah. 23, I hope. Chicago Bulls. 23 or 45. Um, <laughs> but fuck me. I was so bummed out. That last, The last two episodes, one should have been one episode. It didn't make sense to me. They it was very it felt, sloppy. Well, what was worse is it felt like they kind of rushed to that conclusion. Like episodes yeah. seven and eight were the best episodes, I thought. Yeah. Was that the yeah. Dream Team one? Yep. yep. Or no, 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 no. That no, was like four. Six. No, no, Dream I'm sorry. Is... The Space Jam one. That was the best episode. That was, that was, was like five or something. That was like seven and eight. I think, I think seven, eight, seven yeah. or eight, one and two, where they talk about what, how the fucking Warner Brothers built Oh yeah, the built gym. Yeah, right. It was yeah. seven, and it eight, turned yeah. into these games where all these players oh, were coming amazing. to California to play to play against them. And he was and, doing it to study them, and he was doing it to study them. And the, like young guys, like Juwan Howard and the guys that were it was just everybody. It was, it was, it was everybody. everyone top in the league at that point. Yeah, it was everybody played Reggie, Reggie uh, Miller, Reggie Miller, Charles Barkley, like you name it. They played. That's what, and that's supposedly like where he figured out like that Rodman was so good and that he could play with Rodman, but. Uh, I wish, they, like I they, wish they recorded those. How rad would that be to actually get to watch? Yeah, I guess that was all the footage they had. That those splices of those games was the entire. Yeah, because yeah, that was a I great that episode watched, and the I dream watched, team stuff was f insane. Was, was great. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you. Said last episode. I, 
But it's it still it still goes down. I think it's still I, I don't think it's a better documentary than the OJ Ooh. documentary. Yeah. Mm. But it's still fucking just delightful. But it's different feels, obviously. The and OJ documentary is just like it took it took him twenty five years to figure out the like not only that this guy did it, but that well, like his motive and they craft it like perfectly. Yeah. Michael Jordan documentary just as like a sports as a basketball fan. Not even as like, a basketball fan. As a like yeah. a as a fan as of a culture. Culture and, fan. Yeah. yeah. Because that's why we thought you would dig it so much. That's yeah, why we were trying it was to get really you. Good. And it definitely was like the. It was like the um, very like the beginning of of real celebrity as well. There was like that side of it where you, we had movie stars, but no, we had like totally. movie not, stars, but not people like yeah. like like well, globally sports, known. They like, they, yeah. t- they touch on a little bit how sports stars became on the level here as celebrities. Mm-hmm. Yep. They, they were always they were always. Famous and rich athletes, of course, but they became put on, they they got put on the same pedestal that you have Leonardo DiCaprio and these huge. Well, that was it. I actually think it was my point. Actually, you're saying the same. You're saying the same thing, but I don't think it. I don't think athletes became on the level of celebrity. I think celebrity became the level. Like they became part of. They became celebrity because we already had movie stars. Mm -hmm. But that was it. We had Leonardo DiCaprio and we had movie stars. But that was it. That's what. That's what, if you wanted to be famous, we didn't have reality stars. No. You know, mm-hmm. it was like musicians or movie stars, right? And I think most- But like most, celebrity most cultures, we understand it now, I think is a big part of now, having seen The Last Dance, um, it's largely impacted by that period of sports. Well, the, I mean, the salary cap has nearly doubled since that time, yep. 20, 20 something years ago. I just saw today, the Mark Cuban bought the Mavericks in 2000. For two hundred and sixty million dollars, the franchise so today crazy. is worth two point four billion dollars today. Good That's, investment. That, nothing's as bad as Profit the Bucks, though. Right, before, selling for eight hundred and sixty million, <sighs> and then four months later, the Clippers selling for two billion. Yeah, that's the that's, that's, that's the biggest fleecing of all time. Yeah, it's because the right. Bucks are worth at least two billion now, right? Yeah, I don't think there's a it. team in the NBA under under two, that's under, valued under two billion now. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, the the thing too with like going back on like looking at the actual value of a fucking team back then versus now, I think. W- our teams are so much more like sports teams are so much heavier monetized. Like as a, as a as a business entity, like you're you see them, I think more cross promoted. You're going to see more product things like that. There's fucking more money in the game in on, general. They have logos on uniforms now. Yeah, yeah. and everything. Uh, but Seb, I'm glad you I'm glad you finally saw it. I feel I feel like you deserve a documentary for. Watching, wait, wait, man. one quick question because I listened to last week's episode again and we we had a laugh <laughs> off air about this. Michael Jordan, OJ Simpson. No, no. <laughs> I thought you were going to go back to the, because that was the last Who's more episode. Famous? The uh, Ali or Jordan? Oh, Ali. Do you, Ali. Yeah, do you still stand by? Uh, Ali. No, he said uh, OJ Simpson. Uh, I no, I didn't. No, he's, yeah, you said OJ. You said who's the more famous American athlete, OJ Simpson or Michael Jordan? We started laughing at you. But you're also saying, weren't you saying, so you're still saying, we said Muhammad Ali or Michael Jordan are definitely like, they're way above everybody else. It's hard to say who is more famous. Probably, you could, he was, but he was saying Ali was. Because Ali, Ali, Ali was the first global, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like the, the, yeah. the, the fight in Africa, whatever it was, the, not the Thriller Manila, the other one with George Foreman, the one that We Were Kings is based off of. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like all that shit. Like he was huge. He was the first superstar. Yeah. But, Bigger than Jordan. I think the difference between Jordan and Ali. I don't is, know that he sold as much product as Jordan. <coughs> Jordan, yeah, that, Jordan became that. Jordan's a brand. Like yeah, he is a brand, brand apart from himself. Jordan's a billionaire too. Yeah, he's one of the first billionaire athletes. But who's made more say. impact? 
Muhammad Ali. What socially Ali? Socially Ali. I say human culturally history. Jordan. Human history. Jordan. I think Jordan's made human more than history. So. I don't know. I don't I'm know. How to, look at your socially look at what shoes you're wearing. Like Chris, you wouldn't be wearing those. I wouldn't be wearing Christian Dior's. Christian Dior's. You wouldn't be wearing a sneaker like that if not for Jordan. That's not true. That is absolutely true. That yeah. is a fucking truth. That's definitely the truth. Like no. the, the the impact of his impact on culture across the world is. I don't think his impact on the human race is anywhere near that the size of Muhammad Ali. Oh, 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 okay. Not, not on, not on, not, not socially. I don't think. No. Yeah, I think He's, it's two I different mean, categories. But yeah, yeah, absolutely, it's a fun one to argue. Uh, last week we talked about that Drake finally got knocked off his uh, his his streak of uh, number one albums as he lost out to Kenny Chesney. But there's a little wrinkle in the uh, in the argument now. Um, and Drake fans were pissed about it. Kenny Chesney allegedly was bundling on this with, with those with those album sales. Uh, surprise, surprise, he's not going to be able to tour. Oh, surprise, surprise. Jeez. The world will weep. So fans of Drake are uh, are asking that Billboard uh, changes the, changes the, the, goes back and changes the ranking. Um, Billboard's getting some heat. Yeah, they should, dude. Their website sucks. They're, they're, they have, they're, it the is way they, so, The way they communicate to the public is really bad. Yeah, the, the way the top 100 and the top 200 and all of that works on their website is terrible. The way that, when they release that stuff is You think terrible. it'd be like super straightforward and easy. Well, considering that's the metric that people use, it's pretty shitty as yeah. a website, to be honest with you. It's not very well thought out. But it's, it, it seems like it's have a, like the album sales. Like it's really hard. It's really weird the way they, they, it, they run that thing. It, would, it should just be straightforward. There's a, it's like there's a, there's a shroud of mystery behind what's it, going on there. So if you're Kenny Chesney's manager right now, are you putting together that... Uh, Drive-in movie theater <laughs> tour package, so you can keep your number one spot. That's what I'm doing. I'm making sure. If you're I can Kenny keep Chesney, it. do you care? Fuck I don't yeah. think Kenny I don't Chesney, think Chesney cares. You don't think he cares about number one? Nah, country, country, not the way Drake does. Country is not does not lean on those types of accolades in the same way yeah, that, that hip hop does. Give a fuck, yeah, dude. Dude, country fan base is fucking just they're they're. Uh, I, I bet true one of themselves. The other thing I'd love to we don't have on here, but like, what are the, his his physical sales? Well, uh, his physical sales are probably low because of COVID, but. Normally, his, his I'm, I'm with you. I don't think Kenny Chesney gives a fuck. He's country. You, just, he's you don't think Ch Kenny Chesney has a Birkin bag room in his house? No. Definitely not. Okay. Definitely not. But fuck Drake. I'm glad he got knocked off. I hope Billboard doesn't change it just because I know it bothers Drake. It is a good feeling. You think, you, so you think Drake, Drake's losing oh, sleep Drake on this? Bomb oh, he, yeah. he's got like he's got like a little like like Drake's yelling at his Chesney fucking. Drake's yelling at his team right now. He's throwing shit in the Birkin bag room, going, <laughs> "What the fuck?" Wearing one of his turtlenecks. I, whenever I picture Drake, I always picture him in that one Instagram post where he had like the puffy coat in the snow, yeah. and that's just how I picture him rolling around life. So I'm picturing him throwing him a tantrum in a fucking yeah, stupid just like puffy snow. coat. Chuta Ultra Four and. Four brothers, whatever. <laughs> at the end, where they fight on the fucking iceberg on the ice. I, I, this thing's just fun. the whole thing that's funny about him complaining about this is his. We you, we've touched on this before, but his entire career, especially over the last, few, mainly over the last few years, has been so algorithm based. Yeah. Oh, Me Too movement. Let's make a song about female empowerment. Oh, let's do this because yeah. of this. Oh, I'm gonna make a video. Well, where no, I'm gonna even give worse. Money back even to worse. People. It wasn't a song about female empowerment. He went and walked it back and made the video against female empowerment. No, for female empowerment, but the song really wasn't about it. <laughs> no, that's, he just that, put that's women what I mean. In it. Like, he just, the song he just, wasn't. 
everything that he's doing yeah. is playing on things right now to try to gain steam for things other than the music's accolades. Here's the here's what pisses me off most about this is it fucking works. This is how stupid the public is. But that's what I mean. It works, but he's he's playing the system and yeah. Kenny Chesney played the system and he's like bummed about it. He got, he, Kenny, got out, he got beat out of his own game. I don't think Kenny Chesney played the system. I think somebody in his team played the system and Kenny yeah, Chesney just Ch- Kenny Chesney won. Wait, yeah. but but at the end of the day, Kenny Chesney they were pl- they were planning this like the bundling way before fucking way before. Oh, yeah, sure. so and Drake, Drake Drake probably put together Darkline demo tapes tapes in 2 weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now it sucks anyway. It's not good. It's not good. And that song that Runzel was fucking pumping is not a good song either. I tried listening to it. Nah, that's not good. Um, Shout out to Will Runzel. It's his Shout worst. Shout out to Will Runzel. But always, always great to have him on the show. Um, Jay, so he's pumped on this one. So uh, J. Cole has uh, possibly, posthumously, posthumously, posthumous. Posthumous? I can never, say, that never word, can right? say it right. Posthumously. Uh, has, has received 10 new RIA certifications, a total of 10 new gold and platinum uh, certifications. Uh, making the entire album of uh, For Your Eyes For Your Eyes Only, which came out in 2016, to be given uh, either one of these awards. It's pretty wild. How does that happen? Why are we just getting it now? It's because it's probably just hit. Right. Okay. But I don't know why why across the board where it's like they're gonna announce ten at a time. Yeah. Like did someone start like fucking rinsing this album again? I mean, maybe because this isn't this isn't his last album. Twenty. This is the one no. before that, right? No, twenty sixteen. This is yeah. definitely not. He's. I think he's had two albums. He's had two. For, album, yeah. For your eyes only. For your eyes only was a year after Forest Kill or Forest Green, though the album he did in twenty fifteen. Like he did two albums pretty close back to back. So it's yeah. weird. I like arguing. J. I like arguing that J Cole sucks just because Jay So loves him so much. The fact <laughs> of the matter is, J Cole doesn't suck. He uh, he doesn't suck at all. He doesn't like, suck at all. No. But uh, that last album was just weak. <laughs> his last album wasn't his best work. But did you see? I, I, but I do like that the album that I liked and put on my list got gold certified. So that's cool. Not not his album, but the uh, Dream, Dreamville. Oh yeah, got certified gold. Revenge of the Dreamers. Revenge of the Dreamers. Yeah, yeah. Um, the my favorite thing about J Cole is that everyone thinks he looks exactly like Tobias Harris. Have you I don't seen, get that. Have you seen all the memes going yeah, around? Yeah, I don't get that they at all. They do look pretty similar. <laughs> Old J. Cole with his hair short looks also, very similar. J. Cole easily the best basketball Baller. player yeah. of any rapper. Oh, really? Yeah, you can There's dunk. Footage of him. There's footage of him. He goes to New York and does these workouts with this guy, Chris Brinkley, who works out all of the NBA players. What about Montel he Jordan? He basically has this private private gym for these guys that come play where like, it's gnarly. Like Durant will come and play. Like, And they'll be playing pickup games with, like Durant on one team, LeBron on one team. Uh, wow. Like all NBA players, uh, and there's footage of like there's footage of guys like Quavo come out and try to play. Bieber has come out and try to play. Um, J Cole can ball. J Cole is on there, and you're like, and he's fucking up NBA players. Like he, oh, he is. He's putting points up on NBA players. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Remember again, he tried he was, to dunk in the middle of the dunk, dunk contest in jeans in the middle of the dunk contest. <laughs> it almost did it. Like it didn't look bad at all. But uh, good for you. Good for you, uh, J Cole. Another uh, old album news. I just wanted to bring this up because this is such an incredible album. But LCD Sound Systems, this is happening. Turns ten. Um, one of the reasons that why this album is so fun to bring up is because we always talk about this. But this was kind of started the first uh, wave of fake retirement bands. Yeah, yeah. where this album yeah, came out because point. this was supposed to be their last album. Everybody loved it, rightfully so. It has a ton of fucking bangers on it. Uh, Dance yourself clean, all I want. I can change. Um, and honestly, like for LCD Sound System, like when you go back, now they were big for a while, but. This was like their first because I believe they like had like a cello that year, 
And mm-hmm. this was like their first like main mainstream album. Yeah, they did Coachella. They were always and they, very niche up to that point. They had, still had a huge following, and their touring numbers were like big. Quit when they were right on top. Yeah. Well, they did their farewell tour, and they did what two nights at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, they live streamed yeah. Madison Square Garden oh, with yeah. the white balloons that came down yeah, yeah, yeah. for their last show. Um, this was also, and then they the, did that really good uh, documentary about it with mm-hmm. Chuck, and Chuck Klosterman. Like hosted it. It's fuck, and we're we're him and yeah. James Murphy are in a cafe the entire time going it, through the. Th- it's fucking great. But it was also one of the. It was kind of the beginning. It was the beginning of the uh, the the fake retirement tour. But it was also the kind of the beginning of the the week Coachella headliner. Yeah, not good enough. Well, to the be a one headliner. where it was like the Friday night. Guy, Friday the, night. The yeah. Friday night act. The Friday night act was, was like, kind of like, like yeah. the childish Gambino act of yeah. the of the headliners, where it's like it's dope that they're doing it, but it's like. How but wasn't it one of their last shows? Isn't that why they got it? No, this was while they were on their final tour. Yeah, it was yeah, a leg yeah. on their final their last, tour. Their last shows were the Madison Square Garden ones. Right. But then the crazy part is then what, five years later, what's the name of the album, Jesse, PJ, that's after this? Sound uh, I think it's just self-titled, right? Is it just, is it just self-titled? Yeah. It's a fucking great album. After they, they, when they come out of retirement, Oh Baby's yeah. on it, which is one of my favorite LCD Sound System songs. Um, I don't think they have a bad album. No, no they, they don't. don't. And I think they've almost gotten better with each album in a yeah, weird way. In a weird way, they're indie. They're, they're indie darlings. They're the Tame Impala is another good example of a band that. That's a probably, great. That's a great call. They kind of are a Tame Impala. Or Tame Impala is an LCD sound. Your favorite yeah. band's favorite band. Yeah. Sorry. Update. It's called American Dream. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, happy birthday to uh, to LCD Sound Systems. This is happening. Um, in in uh, in in the continuing uh, COVID nineteen crisis close downs. Um, this one's an interesting one. So David Chang, if you're familiar with the show oh. Eating Ugly, is it called or uh, Ugly Delicious? Ugly Delicious, well, super good show. Huge, he's really bummed me out. Yeah, he's a huge, uh, he's a huge uh, celebrity chef. He's got a show on the Ringer. Um, he's he's closed down two of the Mamafuku restaurants, one in DC where Seb. Do you eat there when you go work? Uh, yeah, and I always eat the one in um, New York as well. One in New York, yeah. So he's usually does the same day. Eat. It's possible. He usually does the same. Day. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a real bummer. So, Mama Fuku, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm much of a foodie. I mean, I like food. I'm not really that into it, but there's a couple of restaurants that I've been going to Mama Fuku um, on the Lower East Side for maybe 15 years. Yeah. And I love it. I love all the dishes there. I take every, like, if we were going to New York, I would like insist that, is that so, we all go there. So, when I was you going Instagram through these your notes, food. yeah, I would like, I'd, I'd like, <laughs> but I would like insist that we all went there and I yeah. insist we have the cold noodles with the spicy pork. Like, I just know it. And it's a real bummer because it was like the first restaurant that I really, um, I bought the cookbook and like. Yeah. It's you became engaged with the. the, the totally. And I became. The hype behind it. Yeah. And, and I would like follow it. And, I, and, the, and, the, and David Chang's like the first. He's dope. Yeah. He's, he's like he's, the only. He's like a fucking rad he's dude. He's like, yeah, got me into like food and I yeah. want to know about him. And like, it's a, this is really, this is such a bummer. So David Chang also, like I said, he has a podcast on The Ringer. Mm-hmm. And I highly recommend you go, going back and finding the episode. Uh, that came out right after Anthony Bourdain died mm-hmm. because he was really mm-hmm. close with Anthony Bourdain. Um, and it's heavy. He's It's really hard for him to talk on it. Uh, but yeah, and instead, when I was going through these notes, I didn't even really realize that, the, yeah, the, the Chelsea one's closing too. Yeah, I saw really? the DC one. Um, Chang released that, uh, that negotiating with their landlords, changing the service model and more. Uh, Mom Fuku noted that increased investments in health and safety, huge reopening expenses and lack of rent relief have created a situation where the existence of the two re- restaurants no longer made sense. That's terrible. This is something I think for anyone listening, like I don't think people get how expensive it is to own and operate a restaurant. Like especially make, in Chelsea. You know, 
You yeah. make money on your. You make yeah. some, you make money Chelsea, on booze, I mean. but like your the margins are insanely low. You've got perishable product. DC uh, too, probably. I mean, where it's at yeah. DC, I imagine is an early area. Oh, yeah, it's I mean, there's, in, so I have a theory about New York, which is that New York. There's nowhere in the world like New York, right? Because in New York, you could probably go to any restaurant anywhere and have a good meal. Yeah, and that's because the competition in New York so is so steep. cutthroat yeah. that shitty restaurants don't last. They just do well, not last, and they don't need is they don't need Mama's Mama the way that the way that Beverly Hills needs yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Right. It's yeah, not yeah, the same. Exactly. It's you, not the there's, same. There's, there's, but there, I, I would be safe to say there. It's a generalization, but there's no bad restaurants in fucking Manhattan. Like I've you're, never you're, had that meal. Okay, you're at Sabaro. It's amazing. <laughs> Your favorite pizza joint, but you know what I mean. Like, it's, I've had it's, amazing uh, bodega sandwiches. And fucking yeah. Times Square yeah. has like, some awful yeah. food. I, I, oh, yeah, I'm sure Times Square. Yeah, but that's, but that's, that's Manhattan. But TGI, that's TGI Friday. No, but that's TGI Friday. Let's be honest. It's no, it doesn't have to be that. New York, Kansas to New York. A lot of those like little hotel restaurants and stuff around there are. I don't know, bro. The food in like the Roosevelt and shit like that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. There, I had some of the worst food I've ever had when we stayed near Times Square. And some of those maybe in those weird like okay, yeah, hotels yeah, but that, of course, if you're staying in the fucking best okay, but Western. we'll just say let's say this is like the Lower East Side per capita. No, there's, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue different. with you. New York and as far as American food New York goes, and, New no, York and Paris is are the no. two. The, this is the a bummer, right? Of the world. I mean, that restaurant's been there for fucking years, dude. Really, really, yeah. it's just great. You can't get a res- you, you, they don't make reservations. You got to go. You got to go line up. So it's the whole thing. Well, not well, not to be not to be depressing about it, but this is. Definitely not the end of amazing restaurants well, going under. Not. Thing. Here's the other depressing thing. And this is one that you, sorry to cut you off, but this is, what's a bummer about this is I would like put my money that Mama Fuku wouldn't close because mm. of how prolific David Chang is. And he should be able to get money and he should be able to get investment. He, he's David Chang. He's definitely mm-hmm. one of like the, that's He'll, scary I bet that he's having problems. The yeah. thing that's coming up like with this for me is that this we're hearing about this because it's David Chang and it's Mama Fuka. That's what I mean. Like the amount of restaurants that like places that w- are not going to be open that yeah. they're going to get hit. He's going to be honestly not to say he'll be oh, fine. He's, he's going to be fucking fine and he he's can reopen that restaurant. Any of those people, right. of those people working there. Yeah, no, it's all the. Re- I know what you're saying yeah. though. It's all the restaurants that we've been going to that we appreciate around here yep. that that are one stop. They're one spots. They're not chains. Yeah, all of them are struggling right now. The a people lot of we are. know and like that's the. It's a, it's the worst, out of all the industries that bars nightclubs are the ones getting destroyed. Yeah, I think uh, we're going to see some real, real. I mean, we're already seeing it, but I think we're going to see some real venues, venue issues venues, happening. Yeah, that's the next big wave. Um. So yeah, restaurants can at least somewhat survive on takeout. I mean, not yeah, not survive. Well, survive, you redo your model, right? You, right. It's all that's that's all, that's what this entire like, economy. Mama, this, that's what's so scary about this. You've got Mama Fuku, who is a marketing machine, right? Yeah. They have their email set up. They're on all like they know what the well, fuck they're has, doing. He still has multiple uh, restaurants. Mama Fuku restaurants. Yeah, I know, but it that's it's it's and he, I it's get, sad. I would bet money that he doesn't. Uh, he will reopen in locations close to those locations, or there at, when stuff goes by. Probably, probably. Yeah. David. Yeah, David Chang isn't hurting. Um, what but he was, is. That's the scary thing. He is hurting, and that's the thing that I don't. Well, like Well, I think this. most of these celebrity chefs. It's if these most of these. I don't know this for a fact, but they function as close to a licensing deal, a licensing deal, licensing deal as you possibly can. Yeah, meaning this is all investors. For the most part, they own that, not David Chang. Yeah. So why wasn't he able to get an investor? So, so what no, you're saying, Shane, is that he can't go to each restaurant and cook every night. It's exactly what yeah, it is. Yeah, and it's not. He's he's not beholden to, and he's also can't be like, well, let's wait it out, guys, because that's not his choice. Yeah, but you're talking about right now that there's 
These I understand why he can't get a loan right now. But in general, but, like these guys don't know when they're going to be able to reopen, right? That's the other part. Well, That's the sound, other end of it. Sound like this weekend. Not, but well, and the other thing, I think York, that though. actually these, New York's a different. To yeah, New York's. Different. It's, yeah. Uh, they're in a really bad spot. And the really the weird DC thing about a lot of these uh, restaurants is a lot of the restaurants we like that we're talking about have been able to kind of pseudo adapt, where they've been able to go on Grubhub and stuff like this. You can't do. A, a restaurant yeah. like this, it, it doesn't it, work. It's, it's all like, about the experience. It's all right? about experience, yeah. and it's yeah, like it doesn't work to go. They don't change the menu. Yeah. They don't do any of that yeah. shit. It's a bummer. We got, we got, we got a Kanye topic, guys. Oh, I missed him. <laughs> Welcome back, yay! Welcome back, yay! So you guys remember the remember, dude? It was like one of the dopest remixes. You remember the Larue remix? Yeah. In for the kill, going in for oh, the yeah. or, was it in for By the kill? Scream? In for the kills, uh, Scream uh, and Skrillex did one too. Yeah. But the but the one that Kanye did with Larue. Uh, it was a huge one because it's a LaRue song yep. and then Kanye remixed it with a verse it was, fu- it was dope Fire. remember it was on the end of a fucking uh-huh. Entourage episode it was it was sick so uh, the Ellie Jackson she's the singer of LaRue um, she, she was she was on somebody's uh, podcast and she she had to recount the time that she was forced to write Kanye an apology letter um, when working with him <laughs> she, she said he's one of those people that's not 100% normal it's kind of a fascinating world to be in you can't talk about anything normal. You can't just have normal conversation. I didn't manage to anyways. She goes on to say, on a show 24 hours a day, it's just him. It's also kind of amazing to be around. I'll never be around anything like that again. It was really strange. Uh, and then when Kanye found out about it, her manager came to her, I guess, and like, you have to write a, you have to apologize. And she says, she was like, no problem. But they're like, no, but you have to do it in an apology letter. So she talks about, I remember writing on my sofa, laughing to myself, dear Kanye, it was ridiculous. I just wrote it all with a massive grin on my face. They do genuinely have quite a lot of power. I'm assuming she's talking about the fucking Kardashians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I think I'm going to actually apologize. It's no skin off my nose. Not for nothing. You haven't heard from LaRue since yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, just saying. But, but what did she do to piss him off? She talked, she talked to someone else about how weird he was. Mm. Well, that's yeah. a fucking was what it surprise. Was. Yeah. How, this must have been a while ago because I think the whole world oh, knows he's weird dude, now. That was well. That song, that song came out. That song came out in like 2000. It came out way 2006, before. Yeah, probably, yeah, a long time ago. Kanye's so crazy. He refers to his third person self in a third person self. So it's Kanye talking about Kanye talking about Kanye. That dude's fucking bad shit. Well, did you see the I, the video that Double XL put? I put it on. A yeah, thing yeah, where yeah, someone's yeah. like, "Hi, Kanye." He's like, "Fuck Sh- you, shut the fuck up." Yeah, <laughs> 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 we just get out of his car, and that was like. Late graduation, Kanye. You yeah. can tell by his. You can always tell by his gear, like which yeah. album you're on with Kanye yeah. and his calls. His fits weren't quite right. Like he was, he was, he was still like. To Nike be fair, easy. those were paparazzi, though. I think in that video. Yeah, they I were. think it was his neighbor, wasn't it? <laughs> no, that no, no, was the paparazzi. paparazzi. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Kanye. That's what they will do. Hi, Kanye. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's what I'm. Pretty, I'm still pretty excited for fucking Wyoming, Kanye. Like we got that already. It was called Yay. No, no, no. But like when he moves out to Wyoming on his compound, with and then his, we start with his urine garden and his yeah. fucking tanks. Yeah, the tanks are sick. Yeah. I'm all all for Wyoming Kanye. I could see a Wyoming Seb in the future. Fuck yeah, dude. I could definitely see a Wyoming Seb in the future. I wonder if there's any other like apology letters that have had to have been written and we're just hearing about this one. Of course, he must have a whole drawer. I bet you it's a thing for him. But what would be even better (laughs) is if so he has this, all these people... And, but then that's like a side joke with him and his homies of like, look who I made write me an apology letter. That would be even better. He's just yeah. doubling down just, on fucking with people. Yeah. Oh God, I hope he releases that as a coffee table book one day. When I hate the Kanye apology letters. Oh, it's just the chronicle. That's a yeah. fucking amazing thing. It's like a vice show. God, dude. 
Do you think he made Ninja try to write him an apology letter for talking about the the time that a, no, but they really haven't had much of a career since either. No, they have. They <laughs> no. definitely haven't. They they talk a lot of shit in that video. Um, <clears throat> Mad Max Fury Road, the 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 sequel, uh, which we've all been waiting for for quite a while. Um, there's been news because George Miller's been in this this long and heated uh, um, lawsuit with Warner Brothers um, this entire time since Mad Max Fury Road came out. The the masterpiece that is Mad Max Fury Road. Um, George Miller has always said that he has a trilogy mm-hmm. around this, a prequel that will be about Furiosa um, and then a sequel to Fury Road. Uh, George Miller's confirmed that the next one that come out will actually be the prequel. Uh, it'll be about <coughs> Furiosa. Um, the big reveal on it though is that um, Charlize Theron's too old to be in it. So they're, gonna, so they're gonna recast the role. Cause it's gonna be about like a 20 year old Furiosa or something. Dude, she can still play it, man. I don't know, dude. There's a trailer that came out of this new Netflix movie she's in, and she's not looking as great as she was once was. I'm just gonna say that. I mean, she is she. She's got to oh, be. Is she 15? She's, she's she's a wild. She's great. Girl, she's awesome. No, she's. I mean, she's a. She's in a world she's under herself. Maybe the one of the most beautiful women ever. Ever. Yeah. She's fucking crazy. Is she? Do you, uh, do you remember? Do you remember Warren, my friend Warren? Yeah, they. they well, he used to live in the same building as her, right? Yeah, well, he, used to, right. he used to bang her on the. He used to bang her on yeah. the reg. Yeah, and, he did. Uh, yeah, he used to bang her on the reg, and no way. He used to. She used to make him put blow on her spine while he was doing it, and he'd do it often. She's fucking. Apparently, she's fucking out there. It's awesome. She's, yeah. I mean, that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, Bonner's got a bone. Yeah, no, like I gotta go, guys. I'll be right <laughs> back. Bonner just dropped an in. Yeah. <laughs> she's. I, I gotta say though, I am a little Good. bit bummed that this next Mad Max Fury Road isn't gonna have. I was hoping it was going to be the Tom Hart one with Tom Hardy again, but obviously it's sounding like it's not. They're well, saying they're going to cast the girl from Killing Eve, which I haven't really watched that show. I mean, I'm all about the new Dune. The new Dune. Oh, was some Dune, yeah. Can't wait till that show. They, they, Timothy Chalamet and fucking uh, Josh Brolin. And Javier oh, Bardem and oh Oscar Isaac. And, yeah. That's, the soundtrack's going to be amazing for that, that, too. So it seems like once a year this is happening now. This happened with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for me. I don't need to see a trailer. Just, mm. I saw those pictures. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, so let's, let's see this movie. It comes out in December. I'll be there the night of. Yep. I don't yep. even care if there's fucking coronavirus. I'll go fucking. Fuck yeah, I'll, me too. I'll be there. This is definitely one of those movies I don't want to see a trailer. Yeah, I don't need to see. I don't want to see. I don't want to see anything. Don't give anything away. I want to be surprised all the way through. I'm all the way in. I'm all the way in. Yep. Um, like I'm. I'm in like doing blow off Charlize Theron. <laughs> one of the things to do uh, over this over this quarantine. Um, now, the Prince of State has uh, just released uh, his uh, 1985 uh, live concert, Prince of the Revolution Live, mm-hmm. um, free to stream. Apparently, it's amazing. Uh, he plays all the hits. It's obviously, it's, it's Prince in his, it's 1985 Prince. So, um, it's Prince in all his glory and they're asking for a, a $1 dollar. Um, a one dollar donation that'll go to the World Health Organization, of which um, Google a match. It's a two two dollars. Oh wow! That's exactly. Google. That's, that's what Google did. Up to with five the, million. Uh, Google did the same thing with so, the Post Malone live stream. Seb, we were talking about this uh, yesterday or two days ago, but we purposely so when we did our top five frontman of all time, mm-hmm. we purposely left made that a rule that you couldn't put Prince on because. And you and me were talking yesterday about the my guitar is gently weeping, uh, rock and roll hall of fame. fame. We're uh, with Tom Petty and the dude from Mario Speedway, right, all yeah. these dudes. Yeah. 
and Prince like steals a show by doing a fucking guitar Have solo you seen for this too long. Bonner? No, oh it's my pretty God. crazy. We're gonna, we're it's gonna pretty gnarly. This afterwards. Yep. We're it's Prince the best just, form of television you've ever seen. Prince just just completely just like rips a hole in music in front of. <laughs> so he's supposed to do the while my guitar journey solo. Yeah. And he starts it, and he probably goes on for what six minutes. Yeah, and like everyone's looking around. It's on live TV, <laughs> Dude. and you and see Tom Petty looking at him weird, like Tom Petty, because Tom Petty's kind of leading it. Yeah, and yeah, they're pissed, and they're trying to like get back into like the fucking chorus, and he's just not letting him. And while Good for but, fucking Prince, but dude, and he is doing. We're gonna watch it with you after, but he is doing some spectacular shit the, while it's going down. It's incredible. Well, so, and so you, he's such a. He, he, I don't think I don't know if everyone knows, but he's like he did. It was his first album. He played every instrument on. Like he's a fucking. Oh, yeah. he's can see. He that's the crazy. Well, part so that then we're we talking were, about. So like, we were talking about who's better, Michael Jackson. Let's pretend Michael Jackson pre fucking children, um, and <laughs> Prince. <laughs> Because it's hard. What's better, being the best Not guitarist? Not but he didn't actually fuck children. Because he, he quite literally is the well, the best. He's. It, it's hard to argue. So what, who are, who's the better performer, Michael Jackson or Prince? Because obviously Michael Jackson is an insane dancer, the the best dancer ever. And but then and you have singer. Prince and singer, and then you have Prince, who I would say is is equally the, as good of a singer. singer. Equally as good and of a singer. And one the, of the best the guitarists. Best guitar. There's no guitarist that's not like oh it's my. It's a real Prince, hard one. Yeah. Prince doesn't rip. But Jackson has the better songs, hands down. I don't, you but know. But he didn't write them. Yeah. Yeah. That's my only knock on him. Prince writes all of his music. I'm, I, 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 I don't know who. I, it's it's, it's really a real hard. hard one. I don't think there's any, I think the only thing that Prince's musicianship was Michael Jackson's dancing. Correct. 100%. Like the, he, but Michael Jackson, Prince, my brain just broke. There's still nobody that He's still the king has of made an yeah. impact in dance. I would argue, though, that Prince changed. Changed music though, because oh, yeah. prior to Prince, you couldn't even the way that Prince came out. A lot of the way that he was viewed in the '80s and early '90s as, and I'm gonna just like use the term loosely as a fag. Yeah, you know, and it no, no that's, he did, that's like, the way that the, the people didn't really <laughs> understand. Dude. You were either a Prince fan or they're like that guy's kind of weird with his his heels and he dresses like a chick sometimes. He's and, wearing a velour <laughs> jumpsuit and like. <laughs> But meanwhile, he's classification of the '90s classification of him, or a fairy, or whatever. And the guy, in reality, was just like laying no more one pipe could, than no one. Could, more, not only that, but just was like the most unreal musician there was, and no one was smashing more chicks than Prince no. and hotter chicks. Like, dude, that Prince little is guy a, is just. I have a Prince story. You do. I have a Prince story. All right. And I don't know if I've ever told it this on the air. Yeah. Uh, I used to date a girl back in the day. Uh, she was an actress, and her makeup artist was married to Prince for a little while. And she had this story about Prince that Prince, it was the weirdest fucking thing in the world. Prince never took his heels off. I know everybody knows this. He never took his heels off. So yep. he'd walk around in his underwear. He's he'd, basically Roller he'd Girl. He'd fuck in with... his underwear. Yeah, he was like Roller Girl with a thing. She would wake up in the middle of the night because she would hear a clank, 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 clank. Because when he'd get up to go to the bathroom at night to piss, he'd put his <laughs> heels on. <laughs> <laughs> Never broke character. You know, when he had like gnarly fucked up back and feet, but that's why he started taking all those crazy painkillers because those, yeah. those shoes fucked his body up really bad. Wow. He's such a legend. Prince. Still. He still is an anomaly. Like if you think about him in You don't know a lot to, about him, right? We know a lot, but we don't know a lot. That's what I mean. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, we... Like with Michael Jackson, we know way too much. Changed his name to a symbol. Like I remember there's going to be a lot. A there's going to be a lot about But the name, the name change to a symbol was for legal reasons. That was yep. to get out of a contract. That was, it was that genius. Was to get out, that was his. Yeah. That was that had to do with his, his record label. Yeah, that's actually one of the most genius things and it anyone's still ever worked. Yeah, yeah it, it worked. It worked. Prince. I think the the craziest thing about him at a time when everything was um, 
broken up into genres, right? Everything he still doesn't really fit in rock and roll, no. pop, yeah. or well, he's he's in, he was the song you're anomaly. listening to. It depends on the song you're listening to. That's what I hear. Like, he's still like an anomaly as an artist at a time when you hear you like, like, "Let's go crazy." That sounds like a bop song, and then you go to like uh, "Purple Rain." Like which Prince, is like or, or nothing now. compares to you. Or nothing compares to you, like, which is like a ballad. Prince, yeah. Prince feels like an artist of now, is what I mean. Like he's genre. Was nothing compared to you, Sinead O'Connor, that he did, or was that his song first? His song first. Okay. Good for him. Yeah. Like the the and I think to what you're saying is he is a music his his sonically he was genreless and as a person he was kind of fucking just all over. Androgynous. Like, yeah, yeah. He was I mean, like you're yeah. yeah. He was. He was like the first uh I guess you got Bowie too, but but yeah, still, Bowie didn't have but fucking hits. So not like Prince. Prince, no. Not true. Yeah. Um, nice. Well, but, in other in other uh, in other COVID benefits, Alanis uh, Morissette is going to host a Jagged Little Prim Jagged Little Pill live stream. She'll be hosting this live stream. Well, it's the twenty years of Jagged Little Pill, and it's twenty right? years. Right. Uh, the only reason we bring this up because this might be one of the most underrated albums of the entire decade of the nineteen nineties. Would you let her go down? Jagged Little Pill, theater? you think is underrated? Oh yeah, I, I don't think, think people I think everyone, remember. I don't think people remember it, but it is. I don't think I, people remember the album and understand how big it was. I think you need to put it on again and you remember just how big it was. Oh no, I think it's a great album. It's a great album. That's not what I'm saying. My point is, it hasn't been when people with the way that the '90s have become back in style. You don't hear people talking about Lana's more set yet. No, but I think partly that's because she's kind of gone off the the radar. A she's, bit. Well, and all the stuff afterwards wasn't good what for was, the most part. Oh, yeah. Her music. Her what's the album where she's the 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 video she's, she's naked thank with her you. thank you India yeah, yeah it's fucking it sounds awful. like a it sounds like a song Russell Brand sings in the <laughs> Dude, African Child best, best comparison totally so, like, forgetting Sarah Marshall hell no I don't like African Child that's <laughs> <laughs> the most racist shit I ever heard in my life get him to the Greek yeah but I would watch this I would watch this jagged little pill live stream because I vividly remember most of the songs on this on this album. I just remember when she played God and Dogma. Yeah. Right? She came out. Yeah. She seems like she'd be a alright person, though. You know, funny fact. You know, she was married to Ryan Reynolds for a long time. I do know that. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely traded up on that one. Yeah, dude. Now he's gone. Yeah. Now he's Blake Lively. Blake Lively. He traded up big time. Ryan. Yeah. I uh, I once went to go view a, an apartment on the Venice boardwalk, like on the boardwalk that she was leasing, and she was, it was like a little Venice studio for her. It was pretty cool. She wasn't there, but all her stuff was there. I couldn't run it. It was too expensive. <laughs> you just wanted to wow, watch it. That says a lot because yeah. that was during dickhead spending days. Yeah, and it, but it was dickhead prices. <laughs> was this before or after you tried to lease the Ferrari before. and your dad's friend told you not to? Before. <laughs> Such a great story. Sometimes we're going to have to start doing a, 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 a Seb fuck you money segment where he just tells a story Dude, about Seb, those five years. Seb's Seb secret <laughs> life stories are one of my favorite reasons for being here. It's like when it, you're talking about the brain and the shower. Like it's just... Oh yeah, Jason wasn't there for that episode. Yeah. His cartilage of his nose fell out in the shower. <laughs> like story time with Seb Jason, should be a little... Jason, so fucking or the ashamed first time, of you. Or the first I'm not time, ashamed. I'm so ashamed of you right now, Or the first Seb. time I saw Jason's fully erect monster <laughs> in a Vegas hotel room. <laughs> Just fully fucking throbbing. He, he was standing on one side of the room. His dick was standing on the other side of the room. <laughs> it's a different time zone. Oh my God. Uh, There's a state line. All right, let's do some in or out, boys. Uh, first up, Brockhampton. Keep releasing tracks. It's unclear whether or not uh, they released two more tracks. It's unclear whether or not this is going to be an album or they're just doing this um, during the quarantine. 
Uh, this track is called Twisted. That is Twisted by Brockhampton. Um, I'm going to start this off. I'm not going to lie. I was hoping that this was going to be a remake yeah. of the Keith Sweat song when I saw <laughs> Twisted. I really was hoping, like, fuck, that would be sick. Someone does need to redo that song. Uh, but I like it. It's good. It's not as good as the track we listened to last yeah, week. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out. I like the track last week. But funny enough, it's still so like, heavy 90s vibe like that mm -hmm. one. Yeah, I like it. What do you think, Jason? Are you in or are you out? <sighs> I'm, I'm in, but... It, I don't know. I think I'm. I shouldn't be comparing it to last week's single because that one was awesome. This is still dope. I, I want to hear the whole album, but I'm gonna. I'm, I'm like a lukewarm in right now. I think lukewarm in. Yeah, I don't. There's nothing that they could do. Like it's their shit. They're dope. Like there's yeah. nothing. I don't. That's what I mean. It. It's like it's yeah. not bad. It's just. Not that I'm starting. I'm starting to expect more from them. I guess uh, as a. As I a really wanted a Key Sweat remake though from Brockhampton. Didn't they, when they did that uh, remix with uh, Dua Lipa and, and John B, that would be sick oh, if they yeah. did a song with Keith Sweat. Um, next up, a national frontman, Matt Berenger. Um, we get the first track from a solo project. Uh, the, tr Ooh. the track is called Serpentine Prison. Bipolar pride, swim in the tide. Keep your dead head above and your chin up. You're gonna have a pretty hard time. Without drugs, without love, total submission. I've seen a vision, everyone screaming. I've been daydreaming. Sorry, I'm fishing without permission. Tell her I'm missing in a serpentine prison. Try to connect the dots anymore Let them go, they're gonna do it on their own Tell me that I'm not in this alone And I'm so sorry, I don't know I'm slow I feel like an impersonation of you <laughs> That's Matt Berninger Berninger, Serpentine Prison Chase, are you in or are you out? Are you a big national fan, Jason, or no? Uh, Where do you stand? I, I like the national. I like James they Blake. They don't. They don't. They don't like light my fire. Gotcha. I guess. They don't light your fire. <laughs> well, that's fair. That's fair. Um, it, it's all right. I, I, I'm out. I'm. It's too country for me. I think I'm not into it. Gotcha, Bonner. What do you think? Uh, I'm in, but I, I. It'd be hard in anything national. I wouldn't be in. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way with that. It's I'm just like it, it just sounds like red, like sad national music. Yeah, I'm in. And can I tell you why I'm in? Yeah. Tell the people why. I've, I've always loved Matt Berenger. I've mm. always loved The National, but he's, he's always been a, a pretty iconic yeah. songwriter, right? Yep. Very interesting frontman. 
I really hope he fills the Ryan Adams void now for me because oh, we can't. We can't. Ryan is not going to have a career now, whether we want what, him to. What or is not. Ryan Adams doing though right now with the amount of so music he that has, guy writes? So he, I know he, he had that album and he never released. Well, he that guy's going to have like nine albums by the time he's I know, ready to go. No one wants to release it. He just um, self-release. I know, but I don't. Yeah. Point is that <laughs> uh, I'm really hoping Matt can fill that void. It's yeah, I'm with you. It's cool. It sounds like fun, rad, national, sad, that national fucking organ, national. that like organ yeah. that comes yeah. in, and yeah. just like the very and like you said, he's recording. such he's such a good songwriter, such and his lyrics songwriter. are just are nuts. Uh, I'm kind of I'm all over this album, so yeah, I'm I'm in. Next back, next up, we're about to do. We're about to get a whole fucking slot of uh, of big album releases. Oh yeah, uh, this this being one of them um, is is uh, Heim. The track is uh, don't wanna, don't wanna. Ooh, you did me so bad when I was in the moment. Well, I didn't understand. Ooh, you did me so harsh. Left me low with my high heels in the parking lot. I was thought I'd see it coming. Single Don't want to stop listening to that song. Uh, let's start with Seb. I'm in. Love it. Love it. Fucking Nothing. Man. You're not even going to expound. You just love it. They love it. That's the part of the coming of age film where the kid gets laid and he's walking through walking the high home? school. Or he's like walking oh, the next home day? or he's yeah. Like yeah. walking through the, the, the halls of the high school and he's like hyped. life can't get any better. No, it's his, he's yeah. got a smile from ear to ear. I'm in. It's good. Water. Oh, fucking balls deep on that one. Like <laughs> Charlize <laughs> Theron with Coke on her spine. I, That's amazing. <laughs> so we've been, the uh, we've been, so The Killer's Heim in 1975, which we do have, we have a track for today. We've been following every single one of these things because untraditionally because of COVID, there's been a ton of lead up to albums that should have been out already. So they've mm -hmm. just been dropping lead singles. Um, so this is, I think the fourth time song. I've really liked every single song that they've released off this album. Even the one we had a couple weeks ago that kind of, a weird lo-fi song they had. But uh, yeah, I'm in. Heim Girls, just mixing it up. That was the most, out of the four though that we've heard, that's the most Heim sounding yeah. song. Yeah. That sounds a little bit more Stevie Nicks-ish. Uh, Seb, can you, can are you, like it's a it's about to be a big 24 hours for you. So we have the final single off 1975's Notes on a Conditional Form, which comes out tomorrow <laughs> as we record this. Uh, so far, early reviews have been solid. Uh, the track is called Guys.
1975. Right, before Seb, the guys. Before Seb says he's in, I'm not I just, in. I just like to point out <laughs> that the 1975 is the only artist that we play on In and Out that defies all Sebastian Weber logic. Because it, how so? Because they I put think it's out like his soul. But but that, but they why? Because it's all over the place and just mangled. Yeah. Yeah. It's all over the place. It's up. It's down. <laughs> I'm not gonna the next part of the joke. I'm not gonna say on the air. <laughs> has good days, has bad days. Yeah, but they don't have. But I mean, his. But that's what I mean. Like, the, it's so random the music that they make. Where if it was any other artist, you would have been out on a few other singles cool. that we play on here. But yeah. for but you're just you're just automatically in. It's, I don't like that song though. You don't. No, I don't like the song. But I'm not not in. I don't like that song. See? No, it's a bad song. It's a bad song. It's a bad song and it's really the cheesy that he's writing a love song to his bandmates. Happens. And Ooh. we just talked about, we just talked about, I know, Bonnie, you're going to very much agree with me on this one because I usually argue with you when it comes to lyrics uh, that if the song's good, it doesn't really matter. The jingle isn't bad. The jingle portion of the song isn't bad. But when you have to listen to those lyrics, it terrible. really, really, really kills that song. Dude, we just talked about Matt Berenger, who's an unreal lyricist. Yep. And then we went to the 1975, which they do have some songs. Like they, uh, Matt Healy is is by no means a bad lyricist. That song is trash. Fucking in a hard car doing heroin. That's all. That's sick. Yeah, that's that, what that I mean. song is sick. Yeah, I'd I'd love it if we made it. It's a great. That's what I'm saying. Really it's a huge the, departure yeah. from that. But the song's really about the human race, and it's not about a relationship. Like that's amazing. This song is a love song to his bandmates in the most obvious trite. It's you fucking are the terrible, best dude. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like he got caught cheating on his bandmates. And he had yeah. to apologize. Yeah, this is like he had to apologize to like them a, with a like song. The like he did a, this, yeah, like a here, SoundCloud this is for rap you guys. song. It's just bad. It's yeah. like a Care Bear lyric. But no, I'm not out on the album. I can't wait. I'm not out. On the I can't album, wait to listen to the that. album tomorrow. But that's that's not a. Hey, every album's allowed a couple of dud songs. You're right. It, and the you have to admit that that first single was fucking terrible. That first single was absolutely <laughs> brilliant. It was the best setup single. <laughs> It wasn't even a setup single. It was just like one of the not. You know, they released eight lead tracks going into this album. Good. <laughs> Hold on, you know how many tracks are on the album? How this many? Twenty two. <laughs> this song's for his bandmates, and this song, the track title is called "Guys." Yeah, guys. Yeah. And I remember when you took my hand because this was the best <laughs> thing that ever happened. Like, this sounds, sounds like, this sounds like it'd experience. be like, <laughs> like, and like a, some shitty comedy movie about yeah. like some like like closet oh, like lead like, singer. That sounds like it's, it should have been something about Mary. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, for sure. For it's, sure. Oh, yeah, like it's making the song is so ridiculous that it's making the comedy better. Yeah, just like, because it's being inserted in that it's point. Fucking terrible. Yeah, uh, and then last up we have the 1975 knockoff, Laney. The track is called <laughs> "Good Guys." <laughs> That's Laney, that's uh, that's Laney good guys. Bye. That's Matchbox 20 meets Lifehouse meets. No, that's like, uh, no, <laughs> that's like the, that's like John Waite. <laughs> I ain't missing you. At, like, it sounds like they're about to like break into a huge, huge uh, break that I'm not really interested in hearing. Nah. Lenny. Laney's not good. Laney, more like It's Lenny. a terrible name too, I got to say. Laney's yeah. one of the worst band names in the last 20 years that I can remember. And they're not like, they're, they're like, they're like, Cool. They're like have good style. They're like 
cool dudes from Malibu, I think. They're like normal guys. They're not. <laughs> Hold on, stop, stop. <laughs> cool dudes from Malibu, normal guys. That's not normal. No, my point is they're not like a boy band or anything. They're like a- <laughs> They sound like a boy band. No, no, but they're not put together. A boy band, traditionally, it's when a studio takes five people that don't know each other and puts Ooh, them together. Oh, they live in Malibu. Sounds like the perfect Yeah, they all grew up in Malibu together. Uh, Fuck no. boys. Fuck boys. From the Fuck Boys. <laughs> the Fuck the Boys fuck would be boys. an amazing band name. It's probably going to be a like a if Andy it was sound, yeah band. yeah all the art looks looks like the Beach Boys but yeah. the Fuck Boys. All right, let's close it out with some big big podcast news. Uh, Spotify just continues to make the the right moves. Uh, they've inked an exclusive deal with the Joe Rogan Experience. Uh, they've they've uh, linked a uh, or inked a multi year exclusive deal. Um, we well, we've heard around 100 million. Around 100 million. Is that the yeah. numbers that we're hearing? Uh, they're going to get it sound here's what's not clear because so Spotify also purchased the Ringer a few months ago. Mm-hmm. The Ringer's still on all platforms. So I don't know if it it at some point it's just going to go exclusive. It, my thoughts point. are my Is that thoughts what's going to happen in the new year, I think it was it's okay. going to start or on September 1st or something. But there's okay. also that's just, a Rogan just thinking too. about it right now that the other reason that you would buy something like this is the sponsorship money, right? right? So if you're buying it as a as a business model, I mean, uh, if, if they're buying, I don't know, no, I don't know, I don't know in this actually. Case. I'm, I'm with yeah, you. Not in this case. I'm you with you. Think not they're in this buying case. it. It's the subscribers. No, in, that in buying this case, it's Spotify wants to jump. Same reason. It's the same reason why Netflix would purchase a movie that they don't care about ticket sales for. If they subscribers. get ten percent of Joe Rogan's like listeners to sign up to Spotify, which is a very low number, I think. That's a serious number to them in their podcast. Yeah, this this is like serious buying uh, fucking How, Howard Stern. 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 Yeah. yeah. Even uh, though I don't think Rogan's as big as Stern was at no, the time. No, God, no. But, no, no, no. but they're, they're doing it right. I What I'm curious is how the video portion of it, because from my understanding with Rogan is YouTube is his biggest. Yeah. So YouTube's staying the same. So YouTube is staying the same. Well, is it? I don't know. So, so no, I mean, no, no. The video... I think that I saw something where they're going to try to give you an option while you're listening to To it. To watch it. To watch it. Like you can, at any portion, like, oh, I'm going to watch them, the video part, Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to go, or I'll go back to audio. Because it's a fucking insanely long podcast. So that's what's, that's what's so interesting to me, right? So it's- Have you ever sat through, either you guys ever sat through an entire Joe Rogan podcast? Oh, I can't. I can't get over through either. It's too long. Yeah. It's too long. He had a hundred million streams on YouTube in March alone. Based on YouTube uh, monetization, that's- between 380 grand and 400 grand. From what I understand, he gets 40 to 50 thousand dollars per ah, read. Yeah. So three reads, it's another 150 grand. I thought grand. it was more than 40 to 50 grand that we. Oh no, it's a banner. banner a, ban- yeah, yeah. a banner. A banner. A a banner sponsor pays a million. Pays a million. Yeah. Okay, so so to take so, the episode over. So monthly, before he did this deal, he's making a million to 1.5. And probably? then on top of that, you know, he's put. He probably has shares in. Uh, what's the fucking the company's what's on it on it and all that yeah. stuff that he pushes through there? Yeah, so he's probably making on his podcast now before the Spotify deal. What do we think? Fifteen twenty million mm-hmm. a year? Yeah, that's a pretty good. And so if this is like a, a three like a, year deal, yeah, he's no, making, he's not making twenty million a year. No, no, I'd say I'd say about half of that. I would guess. Half, oh, I yeah. guess after expenses and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. twenty million, but 10, got, 10 million a year. It has to be Which a hundred million shit. deal for it to be hundred million. Him. That's a shitload of fucking. Yeah. But that's that's why it makes sense. You know, because he always said he'd never do it. He always said he would never do it. Here's the other thing. Here's the other well, thing. I think, and all YouTube revenue is going to continue to go too. He's mm-hmm. got like what five hundred episodes. It's, I think he's got an insane. And he makes amount money. Five hundred episodes. And then it's plus like two thousand episodes. Two thousand. Yeah. And then for each episode, he has like fifteen clips that are also monetized. 
Here's, yeah, exactly. Like, it's crazy. The thing I think Spotify is doing with this, I think it's a smart fucking move. Is, it's a look. I don't even think it's a look. I think that when it comes down to podcasts growing as a medium, Joe Joe Rogan's is the, the biggest, most, I would say it's the standards, the Kleenex. He's, yes. Well, it's the so number one on he's, iTunes he's all, all the time. He's into the Wikipedia podcast. Yeah. So I think Bro-pra. that- I yeah. think that if Pro you Pro. get him there, then you're, great, now you've got a, he's a gateway to all of the other podcasts. Because like I talk to people who yeah, Spotify can leverage. Well, and I'm sure his yeah. show to build their other show. Well, and yeah. he has all of his the ones underneath him, the Ari, Ari Shaffer, Joey Diaz. Uh, what's the other guy's name that's really big? Uh, just did a Netflix special. I'm totally fucking. Anyways, but he has all Chris of those Delia. comedians. No, Delia is not part of his crew. Yeah, no, Delia is not part of that one crew. He goes on his show all the time, yeah. but there's that other crew. I can't think of what they're called. Um, that those guys have fairly successful podcasts. Yeah, not to mention he's he's a fucking touring DJ, and he was going to touring, no, touring comedian. comedian. Touring he's got comedian. multiple Sorry, Netflix, yeah. multiple <laughs> yeah. Netflix yeah. specials. Yeah. He's also a UFC brought, like, announcer, announcer, which makes yeah. pretty decent money. I'm sure. See a drum and bass DJ set. No, you know who he tours with? It's Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. <laughs> the thing that's gnarly about this, out of I mean, there's tons of things that are crazy about this, but what's Smart about this, and he makes really, his money off MMA too. That, yeah, makes yeah. a shitload. Yeah, I think I we're 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 really going to get to a place with this. Is from what I've seen when this deal went through, a lot of the a lot of the different websites had mm-hmm. comments up, and the comments all said, a lot of people were like, "I'm not paying for Spotify, fuck that." But if you really like him, you're going to do it. So yeah. with the Gimlet purchase now, the Ringer purchase, and now you have this, it's going to be interesting to see how many people are going to migrate into that subscription platform on Spotify. Because we've talked about this millions of times in the show, Spotify has only got like what three percent of the world's one percent of the world's population is streaming music or three percent. Yeah, but they have it, a shitload of the United States. Shitload of the United States. But will that will this turn more people into Spotify users? Which yeah, hundred percent. They wouldn't be doing. They yeah. wouldn't be doing it without that. Dude, do you know how many people still don't understand how Spotify how works? Spotify works? Loads. No, I, I, I agree. It it's it's and they're baffling. like, and they don't believe me because they're like that. There's no way that that, that like that's legal. It's it's people, like ten dollars. I'm not joking. They think it's like a pirated thing. It's like it's only yeah. ten dollars a month, and I can listen to every song in the world whenever same, I want, as much as I want. Netflix was the same shit when like they introduced yeah. their streaming. People took. I remember not to this level because Netflix didn't no. have every movie ever. No, but like yeah. it. But but it was the same thing of like people having to get used to it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we've talked about this. Much less how many people still don't even know what a podcast is. You yeah. got as, as, you know. to remember as well that Spotify want to grow their podcast uh, enterprise because the time on site is a colossal amount longer than an album. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Your time streaming it, that. your time on it is... That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's literally. But does Spotify? Here's what. Here's the dip. Here's the variance to that. Right? Does Spotify actually want you on there listening to music? Because they're gonna have to pay out more royalties that way. It's yeah, best I, interest I, of Spotify for you to be on there. If you are on, like you're paying gym. your subscription fee if exactly like a gym. If you are listening to Joe Rogan and you're spending three hours three times a week listening to it on Spotify, the chances of you converging to a Spotify premium user has got to be pretty high. No, well, I, I agree with you on that. Spotify is running its own ads. If you're doing nine too. hours yeah. a week yeah. on Spotify. Uh, oh, that, that maybe that's you would Because Spotify's run ads on this show and I've listened to it through Spotify. No, that's through us though. No. Oh, are, oh, are you talking about yeah, on a Spotify. non-premium yeah. subscription? Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's wild. It's going to be interesting to see like you know, I I, I, I would thing. imagine the music industry is paying very very close so attention Seb, to this to see what the it goes back it like. goes back to a declaration you made many many years ago, 
probably about a year ago. Do you still think that Apple's going to win the the streaming wars, uh, the audio streaming wars uh, over over Spotify? At this point, where you're sitting right now, maybe not. It's I think not looking this, good. I think this is going to be the biggest L in the Tim Cook era because he's going to lose about he's going to lose a race, a horse race. You think, which, do you think they're going to look back on it the same way they look back at at uh, at Microsoft not doing phones? No, like that I, big. I don't think so because they'll still. I mean, think about Apple Music. It's still. Still, still really. It's big. still a huge thing, and I think they'll continue to to run it because it makes yeah. money and it doesn't take. You just Apple Music has to start. I mean, we talked about this when Spotify did its uh, end of twenty nineteen wrap up for people, and just mm -hmm. how yeah how great it looked, and it was all over social media, and it was really fun and very interactive. And you, Seb, you don't have Spotify, no. right? And you were like, "Fuck, like that's fucking that yeah. sucks that Apple didn't do anything yeah. like this." Apple doesn't Apple Music. They don't really do a lot to promote Apple Music. Well. No, so. It's weird to say this because I'm an Apple guy. I got all the phone, whatever. Seb has an Apple Watch. I got all the shit. <laughs> we know. Um, but I like the the user interface for Spotify. Oh, it's better. so much so better. better. I make, can I make a prediction on Spotify? Yeah. I bet within the next three years, Spotify also get, gets into visual content. I think that hearing about Joe Rogan being able to stream that, I think that one of the things I, I think that they can they could probably capitalize on is like being able to host music videos and things of that I'll nature. I'll tell you what, they would be able to do it a lot better than Queeby would if they wanted to do short form content. <laughs> Fucking good. Like, they, could, they could kind of move with it like yeah. right away. I still think there's a world in where Apple buys Spotify. Maybe. That would be the worst thing that would happen to music though. Yeah, no, I think they you've would. Said it, you've said this a pl plenty. It's always best when there's a two horse race. I agree. I agree. If they're getting really expensive to buy. Their their stock price is sharing pretty. I mean, Apple can. If anyone can do it, Apple can do yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you got to remember. Spotify's business is Spotify is streaming. Apple's business streaming is fiftieth on the list. Yeah, you know, but that's not. But that's why I think Spotify is going to innovate over Apple. Yeah, that's, that's why that's, I think they're doing a better I, job. That's why I think, think they would get bought. Spotify will start moving into becoming a bigger, like a bigger media overall, not and not just being in streaming audio. I think that there's going to be. Something else coming out. It was a big that. move. What's Spotify valued at? You know, does anybody know? Fifty billion, I think. Oh, that is big. it? I don't know. I think they're. What's their stock price sharing at? That would be interesting to know. But you won't be able to work that out from the stock price. Spotify's trading at one hundred ninety-three dollars a share. That's that means it's doing pretty well. They're doing okay. They're doing all right for themselves. Uh, let's wrap this up, boys. W's and L's. Who wants to start us off? I got. Uh, I got. I got W and L. Hit us with it. Um, so Twenty-one billion. Sorry, twenty-one yeah. billion. Still fucking pretty yeah, lower than I thought. The fuck off. Damn, yeah, it's still a lot of money. Not half. Um, my W is for the Netflix at a psychedelic doc, um, which I don't know if you guys got a chance. Did, did I take yours? You did. Fuck, dude, how good was it? I loved it. It's so if you if, yeah, chime in on this because if yeah, it's you called have, have a good trip. If you haven't seen it, basically, mm -hmm. and it seems like they did production on it over probably the course of the last four or five years because there was yeah, Carrie Fisher, Carrie Bourdain. Mm -hmm. um, but or they basically talked to celebrities about doing psychedelics. Amazing acid. drug stories. Our Anthony Bourdain has an incredible, Carrie Fisher has an incredible drug story. They Dude. talk about mushrooms, LSD. And they're just these awesome uh, stings. Uh, was it's phenomenal, dude. Delivering a fucking <laughs> delivering a calf it's un on mushrooms and like, oh, dude, it's you got to watch it. It's a yeah. Netflix thing. It's it's so good. I, I was I was telling him about it a couple weeks ago, and I, I finally finished it. It's fucking. It's rad. amazing. It, it's like that. Remember when that um there was that uh, pitcher that did the LSD and they oh did, Doc uh, yeah, and they did it like as cartoons, and so it switches there, and like they'll do like an actor playing the other act, like a comedian playing the other. It's one comedian. that has like 
ASAP Rocky. Yeah. yeah. Okay. ASAP Rocky is so good. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's why the fake after school specials. It, it are is funny. pretty wild. Yeah. It is pretty wild. So we're all Adam Scott. Was Seb, amazing. you're the youngest here. Adam Scott. You're technically the only like real millennial here, even though I'm borderline. You're borderline, right? <clears throat> when we were growing up, uh, hallucinogenics were like a huge, huge. Everybody was scared of them. Yeah, oh, there's yeah. all the stories growing up mm -hmm. about like fucking. You could start tripping again twenty years later. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. you could lose your mind and all this shit. I didn't start doing acid or mushrooms weekend. in my thirties. Yeah, same. Middle mid thirties, like same. Um, and now it's the it's like I like it better than drinking. I don't really even drink anymore. Well, they're, it's funny. They're it's they're starting, and I you see this with drugs. Drugs become cyclical, and like they're it's they're, those are starting to make comeback. I think they're becoming starting to become as popular as like cocaine has been with the cool kids for the last you know ten five ten years. Yeah, but there's like an obvious drawback to cocaine versus like oh, yeah. mushrooms. It's like yeah, you wake up, you feel a little tired. Wake up, you feel you feel great after mushrooms. Like, Anyone listening to this on Netflix, they do those. Um, there's a docu. It's like a explained. Docu explained, and they do an episode mm -hmm. on psychedelics. Go watch it. Um, there's a Love lot of that propaganda that's gone into psychedelics overall being fucking super dangerous that don't have any scientific backing, things like that. And they're actually probably can potentially treat like P PTSD. Depression. Oh, they can treat depression, everything. Yeah, well, LSD was legal. What in the sixties, fifties? Yeah, 50s? something. It used to be. Yeah, man. A lot of conspiracy theories surrounding uh, surrounding okay, Charles right. Manson. Yeah, and the mm -hmm. and the CIA. Oh yeah, because yeah, yeah. he was like a nobody before he got arrested and went in that that mental ward. Yep. And then he came out and all of a sudden had like this big cult and was like this. Anyways, planted. But yeah, yeah. but definitely a W on uh on fucking that. If you don't watch it, worth a watch. I agree. And then my L was for m myself and possibly the show of Westworld. So mm. I went back and I re mm. I. Doing my quarantine, fucking nothing else going on. I binged watched season one, season two, and season three. I watched season one in the course of a week, and then season two and season three in the course of two days um, of it. And the storyline and everything that happens is much more cohesive. Alludes to a lot bigger storyline that we didn't see. And season one was so well done because it had so many like questions that went around it, but it made mm -hmm. way more sense now. And I'm actually really excited for. Well, why did you give yourself an L? Why is it a, why is it an L then? So L for me was because I was when season three, uh, when we were talking about when season three came out and I was fucking just ripping it apart. Cause I'm like, it didn't, it felt super disjointed. Like they didn't have any idea what they were doing or where. But season going. three is like a bad, like the production went way down the hill and the, the <laughs> action scenes are terrible. Yeah. The fight scenes are the like, fight they're scenes really are bad. But it's it's weird after go again going back and watching it it it's I I felt like I was wrong essentially I'm like oh shit I really I'm I'm excited now about four and five mm. so that show's trash that's my own. yeah dude. at least someone is yeah <laughs> <laughs> well obviously more because HBO's committed to two more seasons so yeah uh, I got a few I got two W's and I have one L uh, no I have to, I have all W's today actually sorry uh, I have a W for um, for culture uh, Kendall Jenner. Has to uh, she lost her her lawsuit and has to pay back ninety thousand uh, of what she made off the fire festival in a, in oh, a class in a settlement. God, that's the best news. Granted, I've heard. she made two fifty off of it, but still, she still had to pay ninety k, which that's, is which is still nothing. she is the poorest yeah. of all the and she is the poorest of all the Kardashians. Oh, so that's got to hurt. Uh, yeah. Um, and another one. I, this is just like the fanboy in me. I, I'm a big fan of Zack Snyder, the director. I'm one of the few people that, for the most part, didn't mind Batman versus Superman. Loved uh, Man of Steel. I like Love all. I, I like most of the stuff that Zack Snyder's made. Uh, Sucker Punch, the the Dawn of the Dead. Like he's he's just a very interesting director. Uh, very famously, he did Justice League. He only he he finished most of it and then his 
daughter, I believe, tragically committed suicide. The studio kind of didn't like the direction that DC was going in. They hired Joss Whedon, who had who had directed the first Avengers film. And he, uh, I guess he only used like 50% of what Snyder had shot and kind of changed the the direction of the of the the plot and, famous, and it was terrible. Famously brought back Henry Cavill and they they CGI'd the the mustache they had for for Mission Impossible over so his lip looks all weird. It was terrible. So people have been saying release the Snyder cut. It was it's been it, it wasn't that simple because there, there's while that footage was out there, he's said many times like there would still be tons of fucking post production. I'd have to go into getting that. HBO just bought it, so they they are uh, and it's coming out in 2021 as a miniseries. Oh, awesome. uh, the Snyder Cook is going to be like four hours long or something. Wow. So that's cool. Thank God, because Justice League was fucking and It's trash. <laughs> um, and then lastly, I, I, week one, I couldn't really get through it. And then in, in its second week, I watched both of them. It, it's that new Mark Ruffalo show, This Much Is True. It's mm. fucking very depressing. <laughs> it's um, it's uh, the story about these twins. Ruffalo plays both the twins. One of the twins is uh, paranoid schizophrenic. And it's just the shit that these guys go through in their in their lives. It's on HBO. It's fucking great. This much is true on HBO. I'll give it a W. Give it a go. Ruffalo's a good actor. He's the best. <clears throat> Heat part two. <laughs> Heat part two. <laughs> I'm telling you, Jay. So what I pitched was Ruffalo's character in Collateral and Vincent Hanna team, teamed up for Heat part two. Mm. But it would have to take place before Collateral, obviously, because yeah. Ruffalo gets blasted. I'm with it. Yeah. Be That's good. my pitch. That's my pitch. Um, I have two <laughs> W's today. I had three, but we can share there. We'll share the W. Trip. Um, first one is we're getting all these announcements and news that sports are coming back. Finally. Coming off the heels of The Last Dance being one of the greatest documentaries. Everyone's kind of riled up for sports right now. A lot of the leagues have plans in place to come back in June, mid-June, maybe even mid-July. It looks like we're going to get the NBA back, which is great. Um, and the other W I have... I don't follow them on any social media, but I have I've had a SiriusXM subscription since since they started putting them in cars. Um, they just mysteriously dropped two new channels in. One Led Zeppelin Radio, which is so perfect because I always appreciate Led Zeppelin from far, but like never really dug into the full catalog. And whenever they do that with Pearl Jam or they've done it with Metallica, they've done it with all kinds of bands over the years, you get all these deep cuts and live edits and all this other stuff and there's some really cool Led Zeppelin content in there. And then I was scrolling through that, all excited about it, and they also added, on the heels of the conversation we had today, a print station. Damn. And the print station is fucking awesome. It's these crazy shows, these little shows, and they're interviewing people like Doja Cat and all these like musicians now about... Prince's influence on their music throughout the throughout the the channel. It's it's really cool. They just subtly, without like really doing anything major <laughs> no that I saw, they just dropped in these brand new stations. So, um, uh, I just renewed my subscription yesterday. Worth it. Nice. Those are my W's. I thought Prince Station's fucking rad. Oh, dude, it's killer. You got you got to check it out. There's so much like. I love I love these like dedicated stations because it really renewed my love for Pearl Jam too because like mm -hmm. you get these tours from the '90s and the 2000s and all this like crazy shit that you didn't know existed. Yeah, but they had recorded. And yep. It's the same thing with his Prince stuff. You got these shows that he's playing in the '80s and the '90s and Coachella, all kinds of crazy stuff. It's really cool. Awesome. Right on. Seb, you ain't got nothing. Got nothing today. All right, boys. Hopefully, you're gonna have one next week when we talk about 1975. It'll be either a W. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A W or a W. Yeah, I'm black. <laughs>